Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's cooking, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show podcast, episode 490. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. So head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. We're also presented by betonline.ag. You can sign up for that 50% bonus by using that promo code right there on the screen, capital B-L-E-A-V-50. Again, that is capital B-L-E-A-V-50 for that 50% bonus using betonline.ag. We are also presented by Eat Clean Phoenix, Arizona's number one meal delivery service. Free delivery Sunday through Tuesday. You can order by 5 p.m. on Friday by using the number 602-573-7643. Again, that number is 602-573-7643. Four, three. We got a special treat for you today, Mr. James Stratman. How are you doing today, sir? Amazing. Amazing. You are a fitness guru, entrepreneur, <laughs> business owner. Sometimes. You've yeah, done a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right off the bat, I want it literally on my drive over here. I saw that you posted on your Instagram story about Kanye West being a marketing <laughs> genius instead yeah, yeah. of a psycho. Yeah. So to give people kind of a glimpse of what's going on right now, Pete Davidson dating Kim Kardashian, which mm-hmm. is Kanye West's Still current wife, I think. I don't know if they're divorced yet. No clue. If anything, yeah. let's say ex-wife. Yeah. But now uh, Kanye West is going after saying he wants his family back. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks he's insane, bipolar, whatever. Yeah. But you think he's a marketing genius because he's dropping an album next week. Yeah, I think he's done this every single time. Yeah. It, um, whenever he drops an album, or the last one was when he came out with the second iteration of his shoes was when he went on that big Trump thing. Yeah. Right? Wearing the hat, meet President Trump, and... And if you look at it now, he, he's not still hanging out with the conservative party or doing anything like that. It's just a way to get his name in the news. And he's, I would say, exceptionally good at that. Yeah. You know, and he can build a, an entire narrative and story around what he's got going on in his life, which probably holds some kind of truth. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's not happy some dude's marrying his or hanging out with his wife, but... You know, he's got an album dropping next week. He's got the show out on Netflix. As many people that can make a meme about him, joke about him, say something about him. I mean, it's, it's liter- literally a marketing genius. I mean, all eyes are on him at the end of the day, right? Uh, I, I, we're talking about him right now. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's how good he is. What do we think of Pete Davidson? You got a take? So to be really honest, like, I don't know anything about any of it. That, that, I, 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 I am a I. big Kanye fan artistically. Always have been. I think that he's... Uh, Honestly, very, very smart uh, when it comes to, like, his artwork. So, uh, you know, I just, like, there's a lot of memes, like, talking about how he's having a mental breakdown and stuff like that. And that part is interesting to me as far as, like, who they're dating and what they're doing and stuff like that. I don't don't think I'd ever actually heard of Pete Davidson until he was dating. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was. But then I saw his stand-up, and he was pretty funny. He's not bad. No, he's good. He's real good. Who are some of your, uh, you know, marketing entrepreneurial gurus that you follow and kind of... Uh, far opposite side. So, um, not marketing guru, but if you're just talking about business and the business practices that I, um, use the most would be a guy named Patrick Lincioni. Okay. Uh, Patrick Lincioni owns a company called the table group. Ostensibly, if you want to like really drill it down would be 
how do you systematically create a great work culture, mm-hmm. right? So you can always kind of make up strategy, advertising, marketing, design new products, whatever. But all of that is relatively simple in comparison to getting a team of people to work together cohesively, love what they do, be excited about it, have a positive mental attitude towards it, because people are more difficult to uh, work with than any type of machinery. Yeah, and you started what? You had like six different uh, nutrition businesses back back home. You grew up in North County, St. Louis. Yeah. And what was that all about? What kind of led you into the entrepreneurial mindset? Um, well, you know, again, my dad was a business owner. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to be. There's some backstory to all of it, but which we can talk about. It'd be funny. But the, uh, yeah, so the actual business that I own out here called Peak Nutrition Retail Supplement Stores, I, own, I made them. They're not franchises or anything. Yeah. I made them in St. Louis. And uh, they were just terrible. Like, they were really bad. I was, you know, early 20s. I didn't really know what I was doing uh, and made a business. I ended up selling those and coming out here. Now these that I have here are kind of my, like, second iteration of those retail supplement stores. Right. And were those the first businesses you ever came up with? Because naturally, like you said, they were awful. But um, as a young kid, you really had to learn by doing just that. Yeah. I mean, technically, you got so much backstory. So I went yeah. to, uh, I moved to China during college. Oh, wow. I actually started a business there. But the business was just me. And it's really easy to operate yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So technically, I guess that was kind of my first business. But then uh, the Peak Nutrition stores in St. Louis was my real, like, where I had employees and had to do some legitimate stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. When did you, how early on did you figure out, like, oh, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be? Just the, not just the business side, you know, like you got to market yourself well, but you also mm-hmm. have to be the leader. Yeah. How long did it take to develop those leadership skills? Uh, until after I failed and moved out here. Yeah. At the time, it's like anything. It's like when, you know, when you're going to the gym and you're a newbie, you're like, oh, I'm fucking crushing it. This is amazing. But then you look back three years you know, afterwards and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was so stupid and was doing that. You never know when you're in the thick of it right. how bad you are. So when I was in St. Louis, I was like, oh, man, I'm crushing it. This is just what being a business owner is. This is how I'm doing it. Uh, then retrospectively looking back on it, I can see the things that I was doing that were not so good. Right. Yeah. Jeez. When did you move out of Missouri? Um, well, like I said, so when I was way younger, I moved to Germany. When I was in college, I moved to China. Then I went back to Missouri uh, and I moved out here. Oh, my gosh. 2017. Oh, so you're recent. 2017. Well, five, you know, five, six five, years. That's five years. Over five years. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a while. So you've developed, you know, your your mainstay. Oh, that, that's yeah. basically when I came out, 2017. Oh, was so it? We're kind of the, yeah, about the, same. the same boat. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, now I consider myself an Arizonan. Like I, yeah. I love it here. Yeah. I mean, everybody's in a good mood. The weather's perfect. Yeah. Can't. I mean, Midwest. I'm coming from the East Coast. Just cold. Five, six months out of the year. Nobody's happy. Yeah. Nobody um, has the mindset to want to just break through, break down every door. Anybody from St. Louis, I love you guys. <laughs> but St. Louis is just a tough city. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of poor areas, a lot of racism. There's a lot of, like, 
crime. I think it's actually the area of uh, North County, St. Louis, is the murder per capita in the U.S. Per capita murder in the U.S. Uh, it's just tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everything's <laughs> just a struggle to get through. But there's really great spots about it, too. But getting out of there and moving out of here was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Chicago's probably like, two, what, two hours? Four hours, actually. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's about four hours. But Chicago was the place to, yeah, we'd go there quite often, hang out. So you said that uh, your, your backstory with your dad and some of his businesses, what were some of the um, cool so his, stories there? His was only one, and I didn't realize how good of a business owner he was until I got older. Until, until last... like, your back is against the wall and you yeah. need to learn that stuff yourself? Yeah, about how great of a leader he really was. Um, so he was a, he's actually got a super interesting story, way cooler than any story I could ever tell you. Uh, he was the very first licensee for Harley Davidson. So my dad, he's now passed away. He just recently passed about two years ago. He's, he was 83 when he passed. Um, so, you know, a gajillion years ago, Harley Davidson only made motorcycles. They didn't make shirts and coffee mugs and shot glasses and shit. So he was printing shirts that said Harley Davidson on them selling them at racetracks. Through that series of events, he became the first licensee where they gave him a license agreement. He paid them royalties to make Harley shirts. And he kind of ostensibly made that. I mean, you know what it's like now. Like you go to a Harley shop, it's mostly shirts and knickknacks and stuff you buy. He kind of created like a lot of that culture. You know, Um, he's famous for having made, I'm sure you've heard this before. If you've ever seen the shirt, on the back of the shirt, it says, if you can read this, the bitch fell off the back. Yep. It's like a, it's a famous, famous shirt, but it was made by my dad, like back in like the early 60s. You know what I mean? Holy shit. He was just like a junky biker trash. Looks like me, long hair, beard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but that would, uh, then his business is still uh, operating now. My other half brothers and sisters own it. So did, did this vibe that you got now with the long hair and the beard come from that? Yeah, me and my dad were like, you know, so I have one little brother. He's a little bit different. And then my dad had his first batch of kids. And not saying they're different. They all, you know, get along real well. But I am like identical to my dad. I mean, we look the exact same, act the exact same, biker guy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very close. That's such a cool, like, thing to develop. Like the type of culture that he brought in and kind of, like you said. He was, you know what I, so proud of him and I, we would talk about this, his, um, his very first salesman, so I don't know what year it was, I'd be making it up if I gave a number, but it's got to be like late 60s or something like that. The guy's name was Joe Dunning. Uh, and Joe was only, you know, like 17, 18, whatever, I don't know, very, very young. Um, and my dad was probably like in his 30s. My Joe Dunning worked for my dad until he died in 2017 or whatever it was. And that's how he was with a lot of his employees. These were like lifetime employees, you know, that they worked together and that had, you know, a family bond. And those, you know, how close he was and how good he was to his employees was really important to him. Well, so what was probably the biggest thing that you learned from him when developing your first businesses back in St. Louis? Um, man, I wish I would have taken more 
he was so much older than me yeah that um by the time i was like running my business like he he also he got alzheimer's and he was a lot older so you know i didn't really get to take a lot of like things from him yet it took until i got older older and got to meet people that worked for him and learn some things that he did but one of them that i do know that i got to take is um I've never had I've uh, I've never been like scared to do something, mm-hmm. and this kind of sounds like a douchebaggy thing to say because it's like you're like gloating about yourself, which is pretty terrible. But um, yeah, just like I've never been scared to be like I I'll put all my money into it, all my chips down on it. Let's go, let's do it. Like it doesn't. I'm not scared in any way to like lose everything or to like fail or to look like an idiot. I look like an idiot every day. I've got squid tattoos on my hands. Like, I'm not, I'm already there. So it just doesn't matter to me much. Uh, What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I mean, business-wise, the worst that could happen, bankruptcy, mm-hmm. right? But you, did that. You probably, you probably know how to, how to did that. Get, get back from it, too, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. When did you go bankrupt? With my peak stores in St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, I was essentially, I didn't really, I never filed for bankruptcy, but we were essentially insolvent. And then I sold... You know, because we had customers and stuff like that. I just uh, basically sold that off to a a competitor. Oh, wow. Mm Wow. I mean, that's so interesting that you were able to, like, find that niche, like, early on. Like, you knew what you wanted to do. You took the risks. Mm -hmm. You went, you know, face first into it. You know, had your successes, had your failures. You learned from your failures. Yeah. Like, that takes true grit. Yeah, we did. Actually, everything I tried there, we're now doing successfully here. And, you know, it just took that. I don't know. It took the, you know, doing all the work. Because my, my whole plan is to have these retail supplement stores done in a very particular way. Yeah. One thing I can say is that we have, um, it's much different than any, if you've ever been into a supplement store before, um, you know, they're all pretty much like the same. You know, it's just kind of like some like 18 year old, you know, like gym bro and, you're just in there to pick up your normal shit and he's like annoying you. Um, Ours are genuinely very, very different. We do a lot of like high class training and education. I pay for their certifications. They really know what they're talking about and not pushy about things, but not as much about business. So point is to open up these retail stores uh, and then open up my own supplement line. Oh, wow. And I tried doing that in St. Louis and failed miserably. Uh, but now out here, we are really, I mean, it is going super well. I mean, what's the point of buying supplements if you don't know how to do it and yeah. aren't educated on it? Because yeah. you're just going to hurt yourself at the end of the day. Or yeah. you're just wasting your time. Yeah, I think the biggest one is, how do you put, is you know, it's like anything. I, I deter from this, but let's say you're talking about like somebody, you know, girls who want to like grow their butts on Instagram, right? That's like the hot thing. And it's like, well, if you want to grow your butt and you want it to get bigger, there's a million different videos that you can watch of these girls that have like had plastic surgery doing these like strange twist your butt to the left, open side lateral twist, weighted, you know what I mean? Um, when in reality, and when in reality, the, the best thing you can do is just like squat heavy. Yeah. That's it. You know, just squat heavy and keep doing it over and over and over again. Well, but there's a reason why we look for all of those we're always looking for like the uncovered answers, right? And this isn't just in fitness, this is like in everything. We're always looking for what's like the new thing that nobody else knows about. Yeah. And so that's why that stuff is so popular. Same thing with supplements is like, it's like, 
we just think that there's always going to be some new thing that comes out that just completely changes the world, makes everything different, and is going to cure all of our problems. Mm. As where, you know, if you're just like, hey, what we do is we really focus on like these kind of basic supplements, multivitamin, fish oil, protein. You do those things, maybe a greens powder if you don't eat enough vegetables. You're going to see m much better results over the long run. And, but you just got to stay, stick down and do the very practical, simple things. I mean, people kind of try to overcomplicate it, I feel like sometimes. I know I've yeah. overcomplicated it. Mm. You know, like I have a fast metabolism. So naturally, I'm just like, oh, just got to eat more calories. When, yeah. like, in an instance, it's like that's hurting you almost because now you're burning more calories. How, how many times have you plateaued and realized that you had to mix it up? Um, well, so when people say plateau, unless you are an actual dedicated athlete, and you are on a rigorous training program, you actually didn't plateau. You mentally got exhausted. Yeah. That's what happened, which is totally fine. That's a real, that's a, like a real, real thing too, right? Um, so plateauing just means that like you've got to a point where you got tired of this thing that you're doing and you want to like switch it up or change something, which is fine. You know, sometimes I, I have to do that. That's why I have like literally five different gym memberships. Because I just like, oh, I got to do something. I got to go do a CrossFit workout or I got to go do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have a new environment. And that's kind of what I think people mean by that. And that's kind of what pushes you too. Because if you're doing the same exact routine every single time, your body gets used to it. Your body's just going to be like, oh, this is what we're going to do today. Um, you got to catch your body off guard. But I think that's, but that's what it is like your body isn't getting used to it. Your brain has gotten used yeah. to it. Your body, like, you know, the greatest Olympic athletes in the world have been doing the exact same movement for 15 years. And the only thing that changes is a fraction of a centimeter between when they fully extend their arms. Your body doesn't get used to things like it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it actually takes doing the same thing over and over. It's like swinging a baseball. You know, you don't need to switch up your swing. You need to perfect your swing. And it's the same thing with lifting weights too. So, but what we do is we get mentally fatigued of doing the same thing repetitiously over and over again. And then that makes us want to switch it up a lot of times to our own detriment. You know, it very rarely is like changing up what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The answer mm. in anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, nine times out of 10, it's like, just keep doing what you're doing and incrementally get 1% better. Right. Yeah. I mean that, like you said, like that takes discipline to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. It's boring. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. You know, it's like we obviously we train about this stuff with our team all the time because every person that comes into the store, every single person that walks in, we greet, we see exactly how their day is going. We give them a bottle of water. We want to know like, I'm not here to sell you supplements right now. Like, tell me about what you got going on in life. What is your, you know, why are you even going to the gym? Like, did you break up with somebody or, you know, did you used to be an athlete? Or are you trying to recover from something? Think about doing that 50 times a day. That Having these in-depth, over-the-top, monumentously important conversations 50 times a day. It is monotonous. But it's the same thing as what I tell all of our team is like, what's the difference between a couple that has lasted 80 years and still loves each other and a couple that can't make it eight weeks? 
Well, you know, did you really put the time and care and attention every single day to that person? Did you come home and say, hey, how was your day? Or did you say, what the fuck did that girl Susan day today say? Tell me about this. And like, have an interesting, in-depth conversation that you know the other person genuinely can tell that you care about them. That, that relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend is the same thing as, you know, with somebody at work. It's like, your, we call it your intent. What is your intent with the conversation? And for someone who has, you know, succeeded over all the early on failures that you did, mm-hmm. how, how difficult or how easy was it for you to overcome, you know, that negativity in a sense? Because you seem like fired up to talk about all of this stuff. Like this is what set your... Set I, do, yeah, fire, I, right? I do love this stuff. This is the... With our team, because this is what we do is like long form conversation that turns into sales. Um, but as far as uh, so overcoming negative negativity, uh, no, not really. I, I, you know what? I think that most of that stuff is kind of like overblown in the sense that like people love a good struggle story. You know what I mean? Yeah. A good comeback story, overcoming the odds. But I have found in real life, I mean, have there been a few people that have told me like, hey, you're not going to make it? Like, sure, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not really. And I don't think like like with your podcast here, like how many people have actually told you like you're an idiot, you're a loser, you're never going to make it? Like, That's fair. Like not how many? yet. We'll you know, see. In reality, like most people are pretty fucking nice. They're going to be like, yeah. dude, that's awesome. I'm really proud of right. you. Like, keep going. That's cool. Um, and I, I just, I think that sometimes we overblow that this like the negativity here or haters or whatever, because it's a good story. And if we tell a good story, people are going to cheer for us more. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, let me play devil's advocate in that sense. Like people can come in here, people could go into your gym and be like, this is great, man. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for you. But like how much of that do you think like, man, I wish every now and then someone would tell me like, yeah, you could, you could do this better. Like maybe like constructive criticism. Like oh. someone actually cares enough to tell you this isn't working. Maybe you should switch it up. Well, for that, I have a wholly different opinion. So... I'll give you a very specific answer for that. A, if you're looking for constructive criticism, go pay for it. That is the number one thing that I've learned. If you are looking to increase and get better, pay for a life coach, pay for a business coach, pay for a tax consultant, pay for a pay someone that is a professional that is going to come in and scrutinize what you're doing mm-hmm. because they actually know what they're doing and are genuinely going to give you help. That is, I mean, you should be doing that consistently. Uh, Number two would be, as far as daily day-to-day practice, we have a system at our business of what we call A-player program. So the A-player program are all of the systems we have in place to coach each other about what we're doing. So after every interaction, customer comes in, 20, 30 minutes goes by, customer has their products, and they leave. After that interaction, the coach of the store, which is the manager, or another employee is going to spend about five to 15 minutes just firing on you, telling you all the things that you did right and wrong. Um, So you have a post hoc uh, conversation. Then we have a Tuesday meeting where we go through like in general large numbers. So it gives you a better sense of like what you're trending and how you're doing and how you need to improve on those. Then we have a once a month communication course mm. basically we all, we pay some outsider to come in for about three hours and break everybody down the little details and things that you do wrong inside of communication so that that way you can improve and kind of do better with people 
So um, what you're saying about wanting criticism and stuff, I don't think that's hard to get. You just got to make it a system and make it a process. Mm. I'm curious when you first, like the first store that you ever started mm. when it came to being a leader, you know, mm. that, that guy that everybody turns to when you have all these employees. Um, now, now that you've gone through all of these experiences, you have this layout, you know what you, you're going to mm. do. You know how to communicate with people starting out. What was your, what was your game plan? So are you talking about my first business when I was in St. Louis? Yeah, like back when you had no idea what you were doing. Like, how did you treat your employees? What was the game plan? What did you think was going to work at the time? I did literally nothing. Go to a bar on Friday and get drunk and hit on chicks. That was my, that was my business plan. I, I, like I said, you know, back then I was like, oh, I own a business. People are coming in. They're buying things. This is what being a business owner is. Yeah. And But I was, you know, 24 or 25. I don't remember how old I was. 24. And whatever money I made, I just took to the club and hit on chicks. I don't know. That was my business, was my business model. Man. That's what we did. Uh, and spent a lot of money on cocaine. That was pretty much it. Then, like I said, I, I, that went bad, sold out of that, and then came out here. That's when, yeah, I actually got a business coach and did a lot of mentoring stuff. And that's when I realized the things I had to do to create a, a real like world-class business. Who was the first person that you kind of like teamed up with and helped you? Teamed up with? Yeah. Um, Maybe would, just like literally yeah. just like someone who helped you out. I wouldn't say the first person, but the first very large and very impactful. Um, I'll give you the team of people. Are you familiar with a brand of supplements called First Form? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Almost every guest I have in here is somehow partnered with First Form. Yeah. So... They're from St. Louis. Yep. Uh, they were actually my competition in St. Louis. So I really lucked out. And so out here, we are the only store that can carry first form. Yeah. And uh, when I sold my business, I got to meet Andy Vercilla. We had kind of known each other in passing, but he really gave me, he gave me a list of books to read. We kind of, we got lunch and hung out two or three times. And then what he did was he kind of, he gave me to some of his top tier management people. Um, specifically, there's one guy named Mike Taylor. There's another guy named Jeff Wasserman. These are all like the first form and supplement superstore guys. And those guys taught me how to be a leader. I actually still to this day will like message them and get feedback and work with them. And do you know what I mean about yeah. what we should be doing? Cause they're so good. So good. Yeah. Specifically Jeff Wasserman has helped me out a lot. He actually runs the supplement superstores in Kansas city. He owns all of those uh, with his partner, Kyle Combs. Um, but those guys are monsters i mean just absolute killers i hear nothing but great things about first form yeah and the supplements that they offer yeah they're absolutely phenomenal you know even like i said I, i've created my own supplement line and i believe it's amazing and we're killing it with it but you know we still we, out of my own stores we sell more first form because it's a great product a great brand and they got great how shit. many different brands do you sell you know it's it's always changing yeah. because there's new brands come up. But, you know, somewhere between 130, 150. 
So at what point in time did you always want to have your own line or did that kind of develop over time? Like, yeah, I, mean, I wanted to have my own line. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Did you know more recently or way back then what it was going to be or did it take a while to get the right kind of formula? No, I, so that's the difference is when I was in St. Louis, um, I started Modern Warrior and it was great product. People really liked it, but there really was no like, principle or practice or methodology within the business you know what i mean so modern warrior out here the products are amazing but now we have a system of how we do things mm -hmm. um that is going to help out a lot of people mm. yeah and how do you motivate not only just your clients but your employees because again like from start to finish uh, there's you with Modern Warrior. There's the line that comes out as well. Cool. Is that mid-bicep form? Yeah, yeah. The big bicep curl. This is the Mitch Winters shirt. I, I'd love to talk about this for a minute. Yeah. Um, okay. Mitch Winters. Let's actually really talk about this one. I, this is a huge, <laughs> huge deal for me. Do you know anything about this? I don't. So, this will be fun. Uh, Mitch Winters is a, was a Marine veteran. He was a Mesa police officer. At the end of November, he took his own life. Mm. Um, super tragic. Guy was only 22 years old. He looked like Captain America. Guy's six foot three, handsome motherfucker. Um, had the world ahead of him and took his own life. And really, so since then, I heard about it through a, through a customer. I had never met Mitch. Um, but a customer of ours was actually his recruiting agent recruiting sergeant or whatever it's called. I'm sorry, I don't know the terminology uh, uh, for the Marines. He was going to go back into the Marines. And since then, so I, uh, I've been very close with his family. His father, Vern, and I have become incredibly close friends. Um, same with his mother. Uh, they're actually, he's her, they're coming out here this weekend and this, I'll build up to what this is all coming to. So we started a charity. Uh, obviously, the name of my supplement brand is called Modern Warrior. We're having an event this weekend called the Winter Warrior. So his name is Mitch Winters. The Winter Warrior is something that we're going to do every year. And what we've been doing since January is selling shirts with the goal of to get $10,000 in donations. And every penny goes this donation so the cost of the shirt the marketing whatever that's all on me um and it's to support veteran and first responder suicide uh if you look at the numbers of the percentage of the probability of a veteran or first responder taking their own life is so much higher than the general public it is fucking staggering it's insane it's one of those things that, you know, when you actually look at the numbers, you're like, how is this not yeah. everywhere? Yeah. Right? Um, but then also, this was a local dude, like a Mesa police officer and a good guy. And so, um, uh, Vern's, Mitch's dad, Vern, and I have been really, this, so it's only been, you know, whatever, three months or something like that. We've only really been doing it for two months. Um it has gotten so much legs underneath it that we are now going to make it its own charity, its own 501c3. Um, and we are going to do some really cool stuff with this. But the very first annual, we're going to do it every year. 
Winter Warrior is going to be this Sunday. And the goal of this is to have a a place where people are actually talking and communicating about this incredibly uh, tragic situation. Not, not his tragedy, but veteran and first responder suicide. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, we want to grow this community and this group of people so that this charity can go on all year long, every year. And then we can donate this money to help those in need. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that this actual Sunday. But um, this is going to be a big thing. Like This has gotten so much great support so quickly that over the coming next three to five years, this will be a huge event for all of Arizona. I mean, you got to think just the mental trauma that comes with the job at hand. Yeah. And 22 years old, like 22 years old, like I'm 23. Mm-hmm. So I can say like, I feel like I've lived long enough to know that I have everything figured out, but I don't at all. Yeah. So it's a tough age to, you know, think like this, it's not going to get any better, you know? Yeah, there's, and you know, I've got to go over to the military base out here and meet with a couple of really important people about issues that they see and I've got to meet a bunch of people online who have had similar situations happen. Um, my girlfriend, her mom actually took her own life. So this kind of like also hit me a little close to home. And, you know, the, re- the reason that this is such a big deal to me is there are certain things that I believe, you know, our, our government are, is just not really going to take care of. Like, they're not going to handle something for it. And so it is up to, especially on a local level, us, this community of Arizonans, uh, to come together and work on trying to improve this and shed some light on it um, is super, super important because we can make a big impact with just a, a little bit of attention. I mean, everybody can be sympathetic towards it, right? Like you said, your girlfriend's mother. Yeah. Yeah. How, how long ago was that? Uh, she was young. So, well, kind of, she was 13 when her mom took her life. Wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, like suicide is a real thing. And it is, it's something that I don't know a lot about. But um, kind of like what I was saying at the beginning of this is like, I don't mind sticking my neck out and doing whatever it takes to help us out in this area. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. luckily this one did work and it did gain some traction. And I'm really excited to see um, everybody there and the turnout on Sunday. And what do you think it's going to be along the lines? Like what's the layout oh, going to well, be? So Sunday, what it's always going to be is free food. We're going to have a DJ there. We got uh, drinks. But what we also have is like a, a kind of an interesting workout put together. Uh, so it's different than just like a normal like group workout or whatever. Yeah. Um, I got a local gym out here, Next Level, who's putting it together for us. Um, it's at our warehouse downtown. But this is, like I said, will just be the first one. Mm-hmm. Every year we want to make this bigger and bigger to where um, this becomes like a really cool obstacle course, a, a winter warrior obstacle course event. Um, that takes place in the winter out here in Arizona. So that way it would be a great event to have nationwide and have people come out during the, you know, the glorious February weather out Honestly, here. Honestly, February and 50% of the country, Absolutely. you don't want to be in your home. No. Come out, come out to Phoenix. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we really think that this will be a huge hit. I mean, 
I wish you the best of luck on it. That's Sunday? Yeah, that's this Sunday at 10 a.m. Sunday, that would be the 19th, 20th? 20th. 20th. Yep. February 20th. Uh, if anybody that's... is interested in going, you can just go to modernwarrior.life. All the info's on there or modernwarrior.life. The Instagram, all of our pages and content have all the information, addresses, and all that stuff. Wow. And it's going to be, that's going to be so interesting, almost like a competition of sorts. Yeah, it is people. like uh, competition in the friendliest, best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all the different workout styles that you've experienced, you mentioned CrossFit, mm -hmm. maybe just like basic dumbbell work. Like, what's your favorite? Uh, truthfully, my favorite was Strongman. You ever seen any of those Strongman competitions? Oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to meet up with a couple of guys and do some of those. That is the most fun by far. Like, I mean, it takes a lot of adrenaline, I feel like. Yeah, you're picking up like heavy stones and throwing shit over your shoulder and deadlifting cars. Like, it's like, it, what's cooler than that? No, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be so difficult. Like, you got to think like one pinch, one pinch of the nerve or yeah. like one torn sh shoulder labor. I'm like, it's, it's over. Yeah, be being careful. sad for anything. I know people who have got hurt getting out of bed the wrong way. Oh, not young people like us. Uh, I'm not young. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, feel 135, but I am 35 years old. See, 35 is like the new 25. Oh, yeah, definitely. It really is. Until you're 35 and you hurt something. And then you realize, oh, crap, yeah. it's ending. You got to yeah. stay in shape. Yeah, or you try to go out and have a couple beers one night, and you realize that, whew, I don't feel the same. Are you, are you going to be one of those guys when you're, you're 70 that you still want to be in peak performance? Yeah. Would that be the goal? Yeah, you know, my I, I would never not be fit or stay active like my said my dad was 83 and i think he was you know he was riding motorcycles at 81 like you know i would never really like i'm not gonna stop doing stuff yeah i'm trying to think of you know like the sylvester stallones of the world <laughs> who are still just like killing it yeah 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 he's crazy he's got to be in his mid-70s yeah yeah, and he's jacked vince mcmahon vince i don't know what the hell he's taken but he's in yeah those guys got sermons yeah, they got some, some good subs. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has to stay in shape, I feel like, or he'll, he'll die of a heart attack. <laughs> he'll just become a house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's jacked, too. He's got to be, what do you think, he's 50? Yeah, probably, uh, yeah, late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. And like I said, like, 50 is the new, like, 35, 40 years old. Yeah, something. The way that some of these celebrities. Yeah, like anything, if you take care of yourself. Right, and I don't think it's that hard too. Like if you're motivated mm -hmm. to do it, you don't lose that. Yeah, I, well, you know, like I said, it's like I'm probably not being dramatic, but probably in the worst shape I've ever been in in my life. But it's it's just because life gets ahead of you. You know what I mean? Is like the level of importance that it has, like my business and my team and all that, just means more. So, you know, like right now, this morning, I would have gone and done a workout this morning. I got my work stuff. We have our first phone call at 8.45 a.m. And then I decided to come here and do this. And so, you know, the workout will happen, but it'll probably be a little later in the day. It may not, you know what I'm saying? I, I can see how people go down the slippery slope, but that's why I think uh, a community, being around other people is the best way to stay in shape. Do you think that obviously like a good seven, eight hours of sleep is a necessity when you're trying to conquer your fitness goals? Because like you, you have a busy day, you got a lot on your plate, but you could be up at 2 a.m., get that workout in, but then you're not sleeping well. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I kind of tried both ways. I, um, you do, over the long haul, yeah, like you just have to get the sleep. You know what I mean? And not just sleep, but also the rest and the mental rest, the whole thing. 
Because either way, all that's going to end up happening is like you can go for a month and not get a lot of sleep and go hard, yeah. but then you're going to crash, or you're just going to eventually slowly get a little weaker. You know, you just got to walk that balance. And, and I don't know if it's 78 hours for everybody, but probably 90% of people, yeah. I saw on the First Form website they encourage seven to eight hours of sleep before taking their supplements. Yeah. I mean, if you get good sleep, uh, I think that there's what we call is there's five pillars of fitness. Mm-hmm. So it's movement, nutrition, sleep, recovery, and mentality. So you have five things that kind of make it all up together. And if any one of those go, you're just performing at, you know, a substandard. Um, and all of those take, you know, if you notice, recovery, sleep, and nutrition, people think of those as just one thing, but they're all different things. Sleep mm. is not recovery. Recovery is the what you actually, the time you take off between your movements, not just your sleep. And your nutrition isn't your only recovery. It's just one facet of it. All of those things. The recovery is more important than the workout. Again, people overcomplicate it sometimes. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you were guilty of it at a young age. A million times. Did you have a specific like idea of what you wanted your body to look like? Did you have any like oh. people that you looked up to? You're like, I want to look like that. No, you know what's funny? I was never into the bodybuilding thing. Yeah. Um, not that I don't appreciate it and appreciate the aesthetic and all the hard work that goes into it. It's just like anybody. You know, some people like basketball, some people like football. But I just was never. Um, I always had this thing that I said to people that I thought it was like, you ever see a guy and he has perfect eyebrows and they look so good that it's like, well, now you don't look good because it's like you're trying too hard. You're just a jerk at that point. Well, I don't know. Jerk you're a brows. Jerk. <laughs> but it's just like when you see a guy and he, like his eyebrows or something or whatever is so nice. It's like, oh, you shouldn't. I'd almost, you'd almost rather it be not that good looking because yeah. then it means you don't care as much. Like the, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, sometimes that's kind of how I felt about it. Like the guys who just spend so much time looking perfect is it was like, I don't know. You look, I don't know. You probably look better with a little chub on your belly. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Just a little rugged. Yeah. You, know, you just got out of bed. Like, oh, I look like this. Yeah. Like, I don't think I guys should for an shave hour. everything every day. But then again, if you do, that's totally fine. I'm not bombing on you if you do. It's just like, for me, I, you know, I probably couldn't keep up with all of that. Who's a specific person you have in mind when you're talking about my this pretty boy look? Oh, I'm just mean like bodybuilder guys kind of in general. Do you know what I mean? Like waxed bodies, perfect abs and which is awesome. Like it takes a lot of hard work and that's probably what it is. Is there some level of jealousy on my point that I just I'm not doing that. Uh, But yeah, I think that what looks really good is just like a guy who you can tell works out real hard but is more what's more important is like the numbers or goals that he hits right that's kind of why i like the strongman stuff i don't i'm sure you've probably heard of him before but the guy his name is uh hofthor bjornsson oh my god he's yeah. like what the number one in the world number one in the world it's like that to me is amazing you know a guy deadlifting over a thousand pounds is like the the feats of strength are cooler than kind of how you look Right. A yeah. real man. Yeah. The definition of a real man. Yeah. I mean, he's also a, you know, what is he? I think he's six nine, four hundred and forty pounds. Like, it's, he's not even a real human. Anybody could do that. Yeah. That's probably the one thing that I learned relatively quickly, but it's still at the same time at a later age that I still beat myself up about is that, like, 
you'd, you'd watch like Dwayne Johnson. Like I grew up a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. All those guys are jacked. Oh yeah. For better or for worse, maybe they earned it. Maybe they took steroids. A lot of them did. Doesn't matter. Right. But at the same time, I'm thinking like when I'm older, I want to look like that. Right. Yeah. It's some people just don't have that in their genes. Like you have a certain amount. Yeah. You know, I. I that is one that. You know, it's funny. I listened to a really great podcast about that. About. Um, you know, women have a lot, they for a long time have had a lot of torturous, like this is what the ideal exactly. female looks like. And there is no way to like make your waist physically smaller. Like you just, some women just have a hip bone that is a little wider and it's never going to fucking happen. But like constantly chasing this rabbit to extreme places that isn't healthy. But this, the point of this podcast I was listening to was how for men it's the same way, but like we just kind of like view it as like okay for boys. But like if you look at like He-Man characters, you yeah. know, little action figures from like the seventies, no human being on earth looks like no. that. It's, it's, you know, it's like what they did with a like a, a real Barbie if she was like in real life. Her neck is what is it? It's like six inches or seven inches long. Like it's, her head would snap off, you know, anatomically it couldn't work. Same thing for like these He-Man characters. So um, that again is also why I think it's like, yeah, strive for goals and aspirations. Like I want to squat this much or I want to run this mile in this amount. And then how you look will follow. Mm-hmm. But if you're chasing like how you look, this, and again, this is my personal thought that I understand if people have a different thought about it is like, it's so subjective that I, I feel like it's hard to be truly happy with that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you're just paying attention to every little detail. Yeah. And also like, what are good abs? Like, I know there's a lot of girls that we work with that they're like, I just want abs. And it's like, you know, it's a daily process. Well, yeah, it's a daily process, but also it's like, you know, as a male, like I, I can get abs you know, but also I'm a man, like my body, like as a female, you actually have hormones that are telling your body to put more fat in your yeah. midsection because genetically our, our bodies are predispositions like, Hey, you're supposed to be pregnant. You're supposed to care for that thing. Let's put more cushion around that area. So you're kind of like fighting biology, yeah. which is uh, that again, I I'm glad for anybody just trying to get healthy, but I do think there's ruts that a lot of women and a lot of men get into that are just like, Oh, you're just going to lose that too. Eventually. Like if you do have kids one day or, you know, just naturally Mm -hmm. your body's just like, it's not meant to look that way. Yeah. 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 No, totally. I 100% agree. That's interesting. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time today. No, this uh, is fun. What do you got? Obviously you got the event on Sunday. You're kicking ass over at the gym. What's your next like huge project or do you take it one day at a time? One big, no we have the whole thing scaled out uh like next decade or so yeah no we have our our 10 good we we call it our b hag that's 10 years down the road um so basically short and sweet of it is how do i build up enough of these retail stores here in the local arizona market and then give the first franchises to my top performing employees so that way they can run and own their own businesses. That's really like where my head's at right now. We gotta open up enough locations to have a working business model, to be able to file, create a franchise, and then offer those to, 
Like my big goal, what I see this, uh, there's a lot of young men and women. And when I say a lot, I mean more than I could have ever imagined that are 18, 19, 20 years old. They want to own their own business, but their parents don't have a half a million dollars to hand them. Yeah. So the way that our structure works is like, so let's say the guy who runs the Tempe location or the Gilbert location, whatever. They not only have to run their team, but they have to hire. They have to put together the payroll. They have to make the product orders. They have to understand how the finances work out. And the reason for all that is so that that way they could own the franchise and know how to actually run a business. And they can make their own money. They can be their own business owner um, and make their own money. That is what I really want. That is the next three-year goal. Mm, A lot of outsourcing, a lot of... Getting the like like-minded people together, right? Yeah, and we've got and we've got a great team right now. Just need more. Is it like a strict interview process for you guys? Like you have to like dive deep into what that person's about. Like, are you really a good fit for us? Yeah, the biggest thing there is. So our interview, pro- I mean, is lengthy. It's four yeah. separate interviews. But really, what it comes down to is like, can you admit when you're doing something wrong, and can you take feedback consistently Mm. if you can do those two things i can teach you all about fitness i can teach you about supplementation i can teach you about nutrition i can teach you about communication but you have to be the kind of person that is okay with hearing uh that you did that fucking really wrong (laughs) take accountability man right yeah Yeah, yeah, that's it those people are difficult to find these days but i feel like you're finding them yeah we we get you know they're they are definitely out there well where can we uh visit social media website Everything you got going on? Yeah, so uh, Peak AZ, that's the Instagram. And then the other one is Modern Warrior Life. That's my supplement line. Uh, but check out either one of them and, yeah, see if we can help. We'll head on over to at Peak AZ for more of uh, James's stuff over at the gym. Go to the event on Sunday as well. I mean, that, that, that's, so, that's going to be so much fun. It's going to be really cool. Once the content goes up for this workout this weekend, uh, everybody is going to know exactly what, we, what we're all about. Well, this was episode 490 of the podcast, guys. Remember to head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you to betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus. And a thank you to Eat Clean Phoenix as well. And I guess a thank you to Zach, too, because he's going to close us out. Thanks to Robin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.